Welcome to another episode of Viper Ramble, starting with a discussion of the shocking loot event that happened at the Twitch Stream Rewards. So here is a very strange story. So you guys know Liquid Wi-Fi. He is a Simpsons hit and run speedrunner. Fellow Aussie, met him, nice dude. Bit edgy, bit lewd, as you're about to see. So this isn't Liquid Wi-Fi, but this is just a tweet someone made. Twitch streamer Gref G is hosting his own version of the Streamer Wars, but for Latin America and Spain. The event has now broken 1.6 million viewers. Look how insane that is. I know I've heard his name said before, because I know he's a huge streamer. He just doesn't speak the same language as me, so I'm not going to be super familiar. But that's very cool how big the event is. But <laughs> what happened is uh, Liquid tweets out this tweet and like, ain't no fucking way, bro. And <laughs> they showed Twitch chat at the event. <laughs> And it's among us. It's an among us with a huge dick. <laughs> and this got like two hundred fifty thousand likes, and it was drawn like this as well. I guess it'd be a little bit censored for YouTube. I don't know. <laughs> Just the guy standing there, and there's Gref G. Delete, please. Twitch called me, and it was like, I don't know where the delete button is. Sad face. <laughs> Strange and funny. Curse Kazart responds to accusations of cooking propaganda for billionaires. So in a previous video, I brought up how Kyrgyzstan had been accused of peddling propaganda for billionaires. Namely this video, how Curse Kazart, saying it correctly now, at least closer than I was before, cooks propaganda for billionaires. Now when I talked about my view of this video, I mentioned how surprised I was that they didn't actually spend much time arguing how Curse Kazart was wrong. They mentioned like a time or two where they think that their figures may have been a bit rosy, where they, they took like figures that may have uh, been a bit more positive than actually is the case. But these are the sorts of things you can argue about in science because there's obviously going to be conflicting numbers based on different methodologies, right? They didn't really hammer down into that and say, Curse Gazart is doing some bad science here. They just sort of alluded to the idea of their funding being bad and them not being open enough about where their funding comes from. And so when I talked about the video, what I largely talked about was how comfortable am I with billionaires funding research? What would I do as a billionaire? How much can we trust anyone at all? So one of my viewers sent me a counter video to that video by Ilysis, a defense of Kyrgyzstan. Small YouTuber, video is somewhat blown up, which is good. It talks about how this video accusing Kurskazat of using rosy numbers in some cases this video is largely only looking at like one source, one guy who happens to disagree with a lot of Kurskazat's conclusions. I hate saying this name. And he talks about how th th this video is largely baseless. All it is is just like appealing to the motivations and saying, well, they, they can't have good motivations, so therefore the science they're doing must be bad. It's not arguing good faith. It's a lot of cherry-picked nonsense. And Kurskazat did a post talking about this video because of how big it had gotten. And they referenced like, this video is talking about how like, oh, you know, like 70% of their funding comes from billionaires, man. Look at look at these numbers that they're hiding. And Kurskazat has like a completely different viewpoint, talking about how like sponsorships and grants is like 13%. And they, they go down talking about how they're funded and what they do with their team and all that jazz. And I suggest watching this defense video and, and reading this post, if you have an interest in, in Curse Kazar's content, I came away with it being like, I feel like I was taken in by some bullshit, honestly, with this attack video on Curse Kazar. As I say, it's hard to know who to trust. If you're not gonna do the legwork yourself, you're always gonna be in a state of uncertainty, but 
if you are a person who already hated these billionaire dudes, the very nanosecond that this video said, Curse Gazard is connected to some of these dudes. Curse Gazard was done. It doesn't matter how much evidence there is for that conclusion. You, such people were going to hate them anyway, right? Basically, yeah, shout out to this uh, small creator. And uh, I recommend watching the video because it is good. Well, especially good for a new creator, right? It's not going to have all the bells and whistles of a person being doing YouTube videos for years. But yeah, if you have an interest in the topic, highly recommend watching this, especially if you are also taken in by this video. And do read Curse Gazard's response to the video as well. As I said in my original discussion of that attack video, if you like, on Curse Gazart, it was always possible that Curse Gazart was going to be able to defend themselves from these claims. And until they said something, we weren't going to know. But apparently Curse Gazart does plan to have a video where they do like a behind the scenes thing, how their stuff gets done. And that apparently will uh, at least indirectly respond to a lot of uh, what that video claims. You should check out what I've learned's video on Curse Gazart. Most videos from Curse Gazart about physics and astronomy are correct. It's just they leave out some relevant information at times that skews the argument in their favor. As I said before, if you're making like a 10 minute video on a topic, you will not be able to like condense every single possible bit of information on that topic into 10 minutes. You will not be able to look at all the possible nuance and all the possible amb ambiguity that exists in any topic. You will not be able to give arguments against every possible counter argument that can exist for what you're trying to present. There's always going to be a debate in any topic. They touch on these issues in the video they already made. Yes, I, I do know they did a video like three years ago talking about whether you can trust them. Am I going to cancel my Chaos Mod series? When Chaos again? The last episode of Chaos did not do particularly well on YouTube, but I still want to get through the entire game just as a challenge and they're still fairly easy to make regardless of what views they, they get. I'm not a person who likes to start things and not finish them. So, uh, when I have time. If you're looking for more Chaos to watch, my VOD channel has the lost Chaos footage on it. Was the Shorts monetization change a huge step up? So how long has the Shorts payments been around now? Seven days. Would you like to know how much money Shorts make now? So in the last seven days, I've gotten 3.7 million views in Shorts. I haven't released any new Shorts because I just don't want to. But obviously I have a lot of successful Shorts. So I'm still getting like, you know, half a million a day. And so I get four cents per thousand views for a total of $135. As a comparison, right now, in the same period, I get $4 per thousand views in my main channel videos. And that's still relatively low, relative to other channels, I mean. So literally, I get a hundred times the money for a view on a main channel video versus a short. Is that even an improvement? On TikTok, you get two cents per thousand views, probably less now. So YouTube, is still giving twice as much as TikTok. Is it more than it was before? Yes. So in January, I got 0.002 cents. So I got one fifth of a cent per thousand views prior to their new change in monetization. So significant increase that shorts are, are not very well monetized. So while doing shorts makes my numbers look all cool and stuff, any time I spend working on shorts, even if it would get me a hundred times the views, money-wise is not worth it. And I just don't think that people enjoy my shorts to the same degree that they enjoy my main channel videos. I do think I've made some banging shorts chat, but the thing you gotta understand about shorts is even YouTube will say, yo, in two weeks or something, they're basically gone in the algorithm. Like 
shorts are meant to be ephemeral there and then gone again. Where videos, like I've got videos where I'm still getting thousands of views on them years later. Time spent on main channel videos, making something like great can echo into eternity. And with shorts that can never happen. One thing I want to do is just make 365 shorts and then just every 365 days re-upload the exact same shorts. And I, I, th I think I do well. The careless way Rockstar is treating GTA Online. It is interesting that they've added fast traveling with taxis now to the game with a 48 minute cooldown if you don't pay for GTA Plus. That's nuts. If there's one thing the introduction of these taxi missions confirms is that all Rockstar is doing right now is trying to repurpose as much stuff from single player into GTA Online. That's it. They do not want to spend the time to make something new. Everyone is busy working on GTA 6 and they're just looking for anything they can throw in. What really drove me to create the VODs channel? You know what ultimately made me decide to allow the VOD channel? Even though it kind of kind of goes against what I, I, I kind of like to do on YouTube. I decided to do it because it's clear to me that I'm not guaranteed to be around forever. Even in my worst moments, uh, I thought I would just be here kind of like to some degree forever, but I recognize now that's no longer the case. And I may eventually just bow out or my viewership will decrease so much that it uh, will be too depressing to continue. I don't think that's a guarantee, but I would like everything I've made to be on YouTube in its fullest. For those people who are like truly die hard and love my stuff or something and who want to see it all. But I'll come back for GTA 6 fight. As I say, I have no plans on going anywhere. Just that expectation that I'll be around forever is just a... Uh, Evaporate to a degree. Like, I'm not as confident in my position anymore. And certainly right now is the worst that my channel has done in a while. It's, it, it's, it's, it's really frustrating that shorts obscure a lot of differences in levels of success, especially publicly. Look how this looks on the back end, right? Look how brief my success has been in the grand scheme of my channel. 2012 is the time when I first made my channel. So like like my views in the early days are so small that you uh you can't even register because I did not I did basically nothing with this channel, Up uploaded a few videos. So I started speedrunning like around here sometime, but like I didn't start uploading any of that to YouTube until like around here somewhere, and it just slowly built and then took off like this. So this is my peak. And you can see a downward trend here, and it looks like oh my god, you've swung it round, you've fixed it. Oh my god, everything's great. But this is just shorts, and so we're down here now. But obviously February isn't over, but in the last 30 days, I've gotten 6.7 million views. So we're basically back to uh, here. I've regressed like three years and I don't think the trend is going to change. And it's scary. Like, it's scary to regress. It may look very successful, but no one likes to be watching themselves fall on a slope. Still more viewers than most of the Oh, exactly. Yeah. It's only relative to yourself, right? Everyone always wants to keep growing. It's just... Between my burnouts and uh, struggling to have energy, my sleep issues, my health issues, Charlie fucking my life with his stupidity. There's nothing for it, chat, but to work harder. And change my mindset regards to everything. And I'm working on that. I let someone get bitten by a snake. Last couple of days have been a bit of a struggle as I've tried different sleep medications. Uh, last night, didn't use one, woke up feeling much better. With that being said, it did take me a long time to get to sleep. Not sure what I'm going to do about that. But what I have been doing is when I wake up in the morning, I've now been walking to my local shop. So it takes like 
25 minutes to walk there and 25 minutes to get, come back. And I like buy myself some food and eat for like 15 minutes. Today, I just bought like a bunch of fruit and like some bread. And man, is it takes so goddamn long to eat healthy food. Like you're sitting there with like just a bag of like carrot and you're just like, nah, nah, nah. and you're like, I could have finished a burger like a hundred times over by now. It's weird. When I was walking back from the shops, I was, uh, you know, listening to my audiobook, whatever, and the guy's like, hey mate, hey mate. I'm like, what, what? Someone's talking to me in the wild? Why? And he's like, there's a snake back over there. You want to watch yourself? I'm like, a, sn a snake? Oh, all right. So I like cross the other side of the road and, and, and go on my way. And like five minutes later or something, I was, I was quite way down the road. I see another person on the other side of the road running along the path that I would have been running along. And I was like, do I like yell out to her and say, there's a snake? I've never seen this snake. Like, is it, would this just become like a, a, a tale that just people continuously share for like the entire day, regardless whether or not there's a snake actually there? <laughs> like, <laughs> the snake's probably like moved on like eons ago. But I, I, I almost yelled out to him like, nah, they'll be fine. Like, no one's died from a snake bite in Australia in like 8 billion years, right? Which is funny, and I actually saw a small little, a lizard that was like, this big or something. It was like, oh, this is cool. And it ran off. I was going to take a picture, of course, but uh, it ran away. I actually thought about when I was eating all my um, fruit and vegetables and stuff. I'm like, I should, I should get a t picture of me doing this and put it on like Twitter and be like, hey, look, I'm good boy eating the good food. <laughs> but I have had no way of taking a picture of myself. So I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. <laughs> Maybe I could do like a super selfie, like with my food, like, hey, eating a black bear or something. But I'm like, nah, too much happened. Fuck that. The ocean can make anyone rich. I need money to start KO? Yes, and I've heard there's money in the ocean. Do you ever think, chat, in real life, there is legit actually free money in the ocean? Like, for centuries, or for the entirety of human history, there have been people, like, carrying gold and silver and stuff and having it, like, crash and drop to the bottom of the ocean. So, if we could just clear away all the ocean for, like, I don't know, a day or something, and not have it destroy the planet, we'd find so much cool shit. Never gonna happen. I'm too self-conscious to dance in public. My dance moves in real life, also slick like the one that my character has. I'll be real with you. I wish I had the balls to dance like my character is right now in public. No one will give a shit. No one would remember. My character right now just living life, enjoying himself, dancing and expressing himself how he wants to express himself regardless what people around him think. That is the attitude I want in life and I wish I had, but I don't. I would be the guy sitting in some at some table, drinking, wishing I had the balls to dance and not being willing to. This is the same thought I have every time I see someone vibing in like the most outrageous way that sure doesn't conform to normal standards of what is called the dance, but they're clearly enjoying themselves. That's the life you want to live. The most annoying thing about card games. Ever play Magic the Gathering? Yes. I have played all the digital card games. What's annoying is when you stop playing, it's very hard to get back into it. Because not only do you need to know, like, the current cards that everyone's using, you need to know how to build a deck and then how to play that deck. And then you need to know, like, what other decks people are likely to have. And based on that deck, how they will likely play and what cards they will have in their hands. If they will save this card for later or use it earlier, blah, blah, blah. Like all the different interactions between different potential decks. It takes a million years to learn. Kind of like speedrunning in that you can just add a little bit of information like as it develops. And that's not too overwhelming. But the nanosecond you like stop doing it for a couple of months, it's just so hard to get back into. 
How long do shorts take to make? Question, how long to make a short versus a normal video in terms of editing? Depends on the video. So I have had shorts that I've finished within half an hour. I've had shorts that have taken three hours to do. Because you've got to remember, every single thing you see that happens in a short requires like actual effort to conceive of and then execute on. I might go through a hundred songs before I find the exact song that I want. I might go through a hundred clips before I find the exact clip that I want. All this takes time. Every single cut, every single change in the camera, every single change in the frame, all that takes time and effort. Even if it is a really short clip, it's all gonna be really, really precise. And that takes time. Anything done in an editing program takes time. It sucks. The best advice for content creation and life. Like people question why I will constantly ask, like, how can I change this thumbnail to be better? How can I increase retention on videos that I'm already making? Because if you make it a change in a format that increases the retention on a video by like 1% and you plan to make that video type like another 100 times, that really adds up. It is possible to change what you're doing to be more optimal in a way that doesn't require any more effort on your part, but brings forth greater reward. And those are things you're always looking for in life. I mean, certainly it's, it's also good to find things where you have to put in a little bit more effort and you also get reward. But if you can just optimize something a little bit and get the same result with less effort or, you know, the same effort, but greater reward, why wouldn't you do that? And so that's what I'm always looking for. And uh, the recent changes that you've likely see in uh, the most recent rambles, I think are going to help. So... The three things that got me out of my dark mood. I've been in a pretty dark mood recently. I've gone through these sometimes and I've just like eventually moved beyond them. But this one stuck for quite a while. And what has largely snapped me out of that mood was like a combination of three different things. At least two of them are kind of petty, so prepare yourself. I was on Reddit and just randomly I saw like a gif talking shit about most critical. I was like, Oh, so people do understand that it is somewhat stupid for a person to make a 10 minute video on like a 15 second Twitter clip that they just saw today about a story that they know nothing about except that 15 second Twitter clip. Okay, so I'm not crazy. Then I went on <laughs> Twitter and like a hundred people had added me in this green text post where people were like, hey, it's me, most critical. Here I am going to be re-uploading someone else's video and making like a million dollars, far more than the person who spent all the time to make it. Let's go. And I had like 50,000 um, likes. I'm like, oh, people get it. Okay, cool. I'm not like some crazy person in some fu a fucking cabin somewhere. And I'm like, but looking at this, I'm like, that's just what's going to happen to everyone. Everyone will have some people who hate them. And the only reason why Moise Kruger seems like he has a lot of people who hate it, hates him is because he reaches so many people and he's been around for so long. And this is just like a fact of life. A fact of this career that I can't focus on the people who hate me, especially those who think I've done things that I haven't done. I just got to move on with my life and create cool things. And I was like in a little bit of good mood there. And then on Twitter, I looked at the HRock hashtag and it had like 20,000 tweets and I clicked it. And there was like a top tweet that had like 250,000 likes, millions of views, just talking shit about HRock and just Tweet after tweet after tweet. For those who don't know, Aatrox was caught looking at deep fake porn of female Twitch streamers who had not consented to have this stuff made. And he himself had paid these people so that he could look at this material. And I looked at the situation and just all these people just insanely savaging Aatrox and, and his apology where he has like his wife in the video crying. And I'm like, 
I will never do anything this garbage. I will never have this degree of hate ever. Like, everything just feels so amazingly small <laughs> compared to that. It's like, what am I worried about? Like, what, 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 what concerns do I have? And then sometimes, like, you get in your own bubble. Like, I don't know how prevalent reaction content truly is or how many people are unethical to spam that shit out like an Asmongold sort of person. And I just went on Twitch and like scrolled for a bit and I just saw people having a good time, making cool stuff, hanging out, playing video games like Twitch should be or just out in the world. I'm like, there is more to content creation than the people abusing the systems. There are people making wonderful, nice things. And, and a positive and happy. Why can't I be one of those people? It's not like becoming aware of how scummy reaction content is fundamentally changed the nature of the platform. It was scummy before I was aware and it's scummy after. Moping about it, stressing about it, thinking of all these counter arguments and stuff in, in com for conversations that are never gonna happen, who cares? I've said my piece and uh, while there is some very good material that I could maybe one day release and I may still release because I still have an interest in the topic. At the end of the day, I gotta stop worrying about this shit. Gotta move on.